Welcome to the Danger Zone, the terrible infant movies and TV podcast. It's Will. And it's Mike. Mike. Yay. And Jim. Hey. Three's company. Uh, so today our topic is villains. Yay. And to be more specific, we kind of noticed or started talking about how if you, th- if you were to make a list of the classic movie villains, hardly any of them are recent. Mm-hmm. And recent villains kind of suck. They suck. Like you can come up with a short So what we're going to do is we're going to come up we're going to try to come up with a short list of recent villains that we think are decent. And part of that is going to entail talking about the ones that suck and crossing them off the list and then kind of go back and talk about some of our older favorites. villains and maybe some trends in the film industry that may have led to like a reconfiguring of how people create stories that leaves great villains out of the yeah. template. So the the one that I came up with, as I mentioned to you guys, who, if, if one person were to ask me, who do you think was the last truly great movie villain? This is the first person who came to my mind. And I later came up with other examples who I think are just as good, but was Agent Smith from The Matrix. Yeah. yeah. Which I realize is a pretty old movie, but... Um, it's weird to think about it that feels as an old recent movie. To me. Yeah. 20, 20 years now, right? It's yeah. 19 years ago, right? And so, but 99, I think, so yeah, so we, I, think yeah. I was 16 or 17 when yeah, that came out. I was 14. I was 13. So, to me, because I, I wasn't, like, a kid, it doesn't feel like an old mm, movie to me, right. you know what I mean? Um, but it, does, so, it doesn't to me either for some reason. I mean, just kind of looking at movies from the 2000s, we, had the, well, we were just talking before we started recording about Hans Landa from The yeah. Glorious Bastards, who is... That's, but I, then I was saying... Like 2007? 2007, yeah. 8? No, That's 8. Like 9. 9. Somewhere around that. Yeah! <laughs> um, High five. But, uh, I, but this, is, this is maybe just me being me, but... I almost think of like Tarantino apart in as much as I don't really think of his character. I mean, obviously Hans Landa is a villain, right? But like, I don't of think of his characters is. as heroes and villains. I just think of them as these people existing in this universe. I don't classify them in this. Ter- but then I, I think you can classify a lot of his other movies that way. But like in Inglorious Bastards, Hans Landa is like as much of a villain as Darth Vader or. The Joker, or whoever, like he yeah. is, like he, well, he is, he, he is like the evil everywhere. force in the universe of that movie. Cause think about, like, I guess, to me, it's like whenever I think of him, and I don't know why this is. Maybe because I'm just watching the movie in reverse in my head. I think of that last scene where he's like, "It's a bingo." <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't seem villainous to me. He's, he's a very like in the opening yeah. scene. He's terrifying. Yeah, he's yeah. a very yeah. charismatic, fun villain. He is a villain, but. He, the reason that he is good is because he is charismatic, and you you almost do want to like him, even though he's an awful person, right? Mm-hmm. But that's the kind that's well, the like kind a, of villain that you. Kind of like you what, what's interesting to me about him is that he's almost like I don't know if I would call him evil because he's he's almost like a psychopath, right? Because he's when he strangles uh, Diane Kruger, uh, Bridget right? von oh. Hammersmark. Yeah, yeah. That's an evil villain doing that. That's like pure hatred coming out of him, like strangling the life out of this woman. Right. Will just likes the character, so no matter what we say, he's not. No, it's not that villain. I don't. Well, no, so obviously like, a psychopath is not a good person, but isn't that is it a psychopath or a sociopath who they they don't have emotions, right? It's, more it's of almost a like he doesn't have like he becomes a Nazi and it adopts the job that he has in the SS because he's good at it and he can do it. And he could see a way that he can achieve a tremendous amount of success in society. But then as he sees that regime collapsing and the inevitable victory of the Allies, then he no, wants to dude. go he's, to, he's the no. villain. to their Come side. On. But <laughs> you're talking about a person in this movie, that character is No, he is, is the villain. villain. I'm yeah. just saying I don't know if I would call him purely evil in the way that like Emperor Palpatine is like the manifestation of pure evil. Yeah, yeah. Is that the old dude? That's yes. the old emperor, dude. <laughs> yeah, I get um, it. Yeah. Um, so he one, wants to be young again? <laughs> one I had from around that that early 2000s is uh, Bill the Butcher from yeah, Gangs I have in him New York. Too. That's yeah. a great, uh, great entry. Great movie, and he's he's a really good villain because he's another one of those guys who's who's clearly a villain, but you like, like him because like, he's... He's a really fun, interesting character. Yeah, well, and Daniel Day-Lewis and is Daniel just Lewis, so yeah. good. And the... Uh, the accent and the lines in that movie. Oh my god, it's such a great movie. Like, but yeah, Bill, but he's probably he might be that character might be up there in like 
the top five villains of this millennia so oh, far. Oh, definitely. And yeah, I guess yeah. what we're talking about, I just thought Daniel Plainview is technically. I was going to ask about villain. that character yeah. too. Yeah. So I have a whole. We could do this for he's later. Someone more, I would now. say, like you were saying, more of a sociopath. I have a whole sub list though of so characters who, because Daniel Plainview is the protagonist of that movie. So the Daniel Plainview is Daniel Day Lewis's character in There Will Be Blood. Yes. Yeah. For there people yeah, who so don't, don't know, know that character sorry. name. But we, I mean, we can get into this now. Or we can get into this later, but like I said, I have a whole list of people who routinely come up on lists of great villains. Tony Montana. Yeah, I have him. But he's the protagonist of that movie. He's not a villain. Yeah. He's a bad person, but he's not a villain. I mean, it's like the same argument for Walter White in Breaking Bad, like the anti-hero. Right. You know? He's like, definitely not an anti-hero. Who? Walter White. There's no way he's a fucking anti-hero, which is a common argument that's made, and I always tell people, this dude murdered, like, but, you're saying, but he's not a villain because technically the definition of the villain is the person who opposes the protagonist. Right. He's, I guess he's that's the, the antagonist, right? Yeah. But the villain is basically the antagonist. <laughs> I've never heard of that word. <laughs> yeah. Um, but um, but what's that's interesting topic, to me, but, but yeah. the the Walter White Tony Montana thing is interesting to me because Vince Gilligan at some point said that he was basically just writing Scarface, yeah. right? So like. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so I have one that's pretty recent. I think within the last. Two or three years that I like was uh, I think that her name's Amy or Amazing Amy is what it was in IMDb in this. Uh, oh, Gone Girl. In Gone Girl. Oh, right. Rosamund yeah, Pike, I have her on Which is too. a good movie. Well, and, she's and another she's one, a yeah, good, where she's interesting because she's. Is woman, she the first villain? Of all, well, but is she a villain? villain or she's she, not the villain in her story. That's the thing. It's like but it's I mean, we two need narratives, a, like, right? Yeah. Like she's the villain in Ben Affleck's version of the story, but he's the villain in her version of the God, story. I love that movie. Right? Yeah, yeah, but like you could say that about any villain, right? Because most. Well, no, but that movie actually kind of, changes perspectives, yeah. whereas yeah. most movies. Yeah, Darth Vader probably thinks he's right, exactly. but the movie's not told from his point of view. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a good fucking movie. <laughs> um, so. Uh, Magneto. That, uh, I, I was gonna say one? Ian McKellen's yeah. Magneto, but like only for X Men, like that first rendition of the, the universe. I I liked in so I really like X Men First Class. Yeah, mm-hmm. and in this in it's a very very brief moment, but when when Michael Fassbender as Magneto is hunting Nazis, do you remember this in that movie? Just it's like two scenes. Yeah, he goes to Argentina. Yeah, and I'm like that. That's an awesome scene. That needs to be a fucking movie. Yeah, Magneto Nazi Hunter. And Michael Fassbender is so good. Yeah. But again, Fassbender is not a villain. He's he's Magneto. Well, he becomes the villain in the second, the second or third one, right? Yeah. But if you think like when when I think of and maybe I'm dating myself and like maybe I'm just dated out of like Marvel movies nowadays. But I think of like X Men movies as X Men one and two. And then the Brett Ratner one <laughs> of the X Men last stand, yeah. right? Like those three. Those are like yeah. That's like oh, the yeah. X Men universe that I like. When in my mind, I choose to believe that like that's the movies that yeah. exist in the universe. And then First Class is really awesome. Like branch off of that, but like. But then the sequels to First Class are horrible. Yeah, like the uh, whatever the the, the of Dawn of the Dead one or Apocalypse. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. the those Apocalypse. Are Days of Future Past, uh, and then there's another one, right? There uh, has to be. Uh, I honestly don't know. Possibly. But I don't <laughs> Whatever. So, but they're like, making it. But, so Ian, right? they're making a shit ton of new ones. Ian McKellen's Magneto, like in 1, 2, and 3, he's like... Oh, he's such a villain. Yeah. Right, but like on this conversation of like, are the villains the villains in their own narrative in their head? Like Ian McKellen thinks that he's like... The good... The only hope for his oh, yeah. species, right? Well, I mean, it's not just like, I need to wipe out humans like i need to save my species that's what makes a good villain right is they think they're doing the right thing whereas like you get like a typical the reason i don't put a lot of uh because obviously any superhero movie is going to have a villain right but the reason none of them really measure up to me is they're all caricatures like they all want to destroy the world like none of them really think that they're the good guy right well, it's but like, we I, were talking about this earlier, and Jim made some good points about why this character is ludicrous. Um, <laughs> it's ludicrous from Fast and the Furious. Killgore from Black Panther. Killmonger. Is it Killmonger? Yeah. Okay. Oh, Killgore's that's even from, worse. Um, so Michael B. Jordan's character in Black Panther. Yeah, so I typically I don't watch a lot of Marvel movies and when I do I tend to just ignore the Marvel bullshit about them so as Chim pointed out he's like a, tell us what your perception of this I don't character like he's, he's this like 
star high school athlete, like gets a scholarship to play quarterback at every college in America, you know, and then like joins the Navy SEALs, goes to Afghanistan, gets like 10,000 confirmed kills and gets 3D tattoos, like a rattlesnake tattooed all over his body. Like, like there's no clandestine unit, like in all the black ops and everything in the U.S. government that like would openly like encourage like oh, a, a Navy SEAL to get like scale tattoos like 3D printed on for every confirmed kill you know, like and just allow that sort of career to flourish you know but so <laughs> like it's so but, but <laughs> when you tell it from that point of view it seems like typical like Marvel silliness to me but to me what I what I loved about that character but what makes him to me not I don't think he's a great villain in the way that Bill the Butcher, whoever is a great villain, I think he's a really interesting character because it's him as the African American juxtaposed against the African. No, yeah, and you you talked about that a lot in their those characters and like their upbringings, where they came from, in that context is really interesting. But I just Michael B. Jordan's character and like the way it was portrayed in the final cut of the movie is just like a whiny little bitch boy, you know? Like all he did was piss and moan in every scene about how he's going to take what's rightfully his. Like, he screamed, like, every one of his lines of dialogue is just, like, yelling about how he's going to take revenge. Maybe there was, like, a loud fan around the camera. <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah. a special yeah, effects yeah. fan. You know what I mean? Like, um, that, so, like... Yeah, I guess I just gravitated towards the, the juxtaposition between those characters. Right. As, and, I, like, and of the two, he was the more interesting character. And for, for anyone, <laughs> A, that's listening, and B, that's going to jump all over me for, like, oh, Marvel villains aren't supposed to exist in the real world. Like, that... Michael B. Jordan's backstory in that movie was so, like, specific to, like, U.S. military service. I'm like, no. Like, that's just the dumbest of the dumb. Sucker. So, And all those Marvel gears. movies suck now. <laughs> Someone that gets Mike a little uh, hot under the collar. Who's Shakira? Don Logan. Don uh, Logan's a beast. Does, do you think, <laughs> but is, is he a villain? He's so a villain. I haven't, I haven't seen that movie He's in, like, 15 years villain. or whatever, so I don't remember. The, the, so Don Logan is Ben Kingsley's character in yeah. Sexy Beast. The whole first... Which is the movie the, after Mike which loves, Mike's going to name himself. <laughs> the first 30 minutes of the movie is about Ray Winstone, who's like this retired safecracker who went to jail, now he's out, just living the life. And and then they're like, oh, Don Logan's coming. And the next like 15 minutes is this like sense of dread because this like evil person's about to come. And he completely ruins everybody's lives. He is such a villain. Okay, so he's on there. He's a Let's beast. Let's put him on there. Uh, one that is. But that's that movie's two thousand, right? That's not like. I don't know how old. recent it is. Well, it's but we're talking about this is, yeah. century, I guess, so yeah. far, right? Like the past eighteen years. I got one. Uh, actually, we'll come back to it because I need to look up the name of the character. Is oh, it Alonzo God. Harris? I do have Alonzo. Was that Training Day? Training yeah. Day. That's yeah. nineteen ninety eight, though. That's not that the movie didn't come out in the nineties. I was in college when that movie came out. Is it two thousand one? Let's Mike's see. looking it up. I thought it was 2002. It might be 2001. One, 2002. Two. What did I say? 1998? <laughs> I was thinking about The Siege. <laughs> so you're um, 2001 for that movie. And then Commodus from Gladiator? Yeah, I was thinking of him as well. Oh, come on. I, well, that's the thing. I'm that's on like, the fence about it. I don't know. Like, is he... I like the evil, villain. the evil like emperor, though. Like that's, so, like, that's too epic to like count as like a really... I don't know, but he was so weird, though, wasn't he? That's the thing. Well, like, like, I, don't, I, don't I think, like changed my mind I, in the I middle of that sentence. I think of him as like an amazing, like, he's not like Predator, for instance, but he's so creepy that so he's I, like... Here, a, here's something that like... He's a good it, character. So here's an argument in favor of that is that movie, Gladiator, was my introduction to Joaquin Phoenix. It was the first movie I ever saw him in. I hated him as an actor for like, I don't know at least 15 years after that. Like, I just, like, anytime he had a role in a movie, I'm like, oh, I hate that guy. Like, it didn't matter what it was. Johnny Cash? Yeah, like, I never saw, I didn't see Walk the Line because it stars him. Like, I still have this weird, like, arm's distance of Joaquin Phoenix because because of his performance in that role and, like, how creepy and disgusting it is. That's what happened to the actress who played Nurse Ratchet in the... Yeah. Once... Yeah. What was that? What a time in the cuckoo's nest. Wait, say it again. One flew over the cuckoo's nest. Yeah, there it is. Uh, That she couldn't get any roles after that because 
that's all she can do. Well, that's like, uh, I mean, it's Amazing. like Alan Rickman, too, right? He's like yeah. a very diverse actor who had a hard time, like, not being a creep. Yep. After the one-two punch of help. Die Hard and Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Well, I think <laughs> Simon Peter Gruber is a better villain than Hans Gruber. Jeremy Irons? Jeremy Irons from Die Hard with a Vengeance. I, th- I like him better I, I like think. that movie better than the first one. That's the best what? Die Hard movie. No. That's no. 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 I like that movie, but I don't think it's better than the first one. Y'all are high. I think it's better than the second <laughs> one. <laughs> You're high out of your mind. Nah, you're that is crazy. by far the best one. No. Dude, like the Flight of the Valkyries, like operatic music with Jeremy Irons, like in all his like, German. Those stupid trucks. Dude, come on, man. <laughs> the cement trucks. It's too stupid. Every truck's got 10 quarters. <laughs> Okay, uh, well, just to round out some recent ones, and then we, we can get into the 90s. And That's all fun. Go and you don't have Anton Ch- no, 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 Chigurh. No. Oh, yeah. Anton Chigurh. Which is Javier he's too, Bardem. He's too anonymous, though, I feel like. Well, he's, he's like a serpent. So when I was thinking about well, him, I was like, He's described is he, as a force of nature, basically. Yeah, is he, and again, it's like this thing of like... But he was employed by somebody in that movie. You know what I mean? Like, but he's still a villain. So he's like a no, I know, but like he's he's like an anonymous, like stealthy assassin on his own terms. Like he doesn't control anybody or like anything. He I just, guess that's another movie where he I like think solves of, a problem. You like, know, in the terms that I think of the Tarantino movies, where I'm like, I don't really think of Coen Brothers movies and these black and white. Like Star Wars. It's so obviously black and white that it employs the color scheme, yeah. black and white, right? So, so it's like, a lot of here's the bad guys, here's the good guys. Yeah, Westerns like, do a lot of that, too. Um, so what about a Morton Joe? Oh, yeah. Hell but is yeah. he a good villain? Like, he's he's a fun character, but I don't is he, like, think he's a great a villain. villain? No, he's creepy and nasty, but, like... Mediocre! That's the best... <laughs> but, like, if you look at that movie, like... <laughs> he's clearly the bad guy, but, like... Yeah. He's on, he's on screen for maybe, like, 20 minutes. Maybe, like, yeah. Yeah, maybe. What about Regina George? Any Mean Girl fans here? I saw that, and... She's probably the villain. But like, period. Yeah. <laughs> like, just the quintessential time. villain. So, like, this is bringing up the topic of, like, how older villains were so cool and the new ones. I, I was looking at a list, and I had some, some of the older villains and some of the ones we mentioned, and then had some of the new ones, and it was, like, her, it was, like, Meryl Streep and the Devil Wears Prada, and I'm, like... I'm like comparing that a mean boss like Darth Vader. I'm like, how this is so stupid. These villains. Darth suck. Vader was the meanest boss, dude. He strangled one. I of know, his but that's like I'm like this movie's this movie's about a mean boss who yells at her intern and throws her coat at her. And this is a dude blowing up planets and choking people. And I don't even like Star Wars <laughs> in that order. In that order. So I was like, I was like, this list is stupid. And then. Oh, uh, it's just like she's okay. mean girls. Well, it's so like, I, I have wait, a wait, 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 uh, wait. Oh, okay. So, the answer to Will's question is yes. Regina George does go on the list of great villains. All right, no matter what Mike says. Not to me. Okay. So here's my one that I had to look up. Okay. Frank Costello. From The Departed. Yeah, Jack Nicholson. I so. He's a villain. I no. think yeah, yeah. He's definitely yeah, he's a villain, villain in that movie, and he's a really good villain. The only. Caveat that I have with that is that the cocaine party. No, I just every time I watch that movie, I'm like, what movie is Jack Nicholson in right now? Because it's not he's this one. He's in his own movie. <laughs> the red scene. I'm like, what is he doing? The whole movie, he's just like on another planet. It's so good though. Oh man. Um. So I'm gonna say one that's embarrassing, but I just have to bring it up because I love it, which is the. Uh, I'm not even going to say the name because nobody's know, going to know what the fuck I'm talking about. Eddie Redmayne in Jupiter Ascending. He's <laughs> such a good so villain. Creepy. I've never seen it. He's like this operatic, yeah, like, he'll weird. be like talking in this like really sexual whisper and then he'll just start screaming at people and like his henchmen are, are dinosaurs with cockney accents. They fly. What? It's a, yes. He's a horrible villain. <laughs> yes. No. It's terrible. Yes, it's so good. It's like an absurd, like, space absurd, opera. Yeah. I love that movie. I love that movie. It's oh, my God. Channing Tatum, I have to Jim. He's like this, a half wolf. No, but it's like, it's like Double fly. Impact, where if I told Jim to watch it, he would describe how horrible it was, and it would make me want to watch that it. That should be its own separate podcast. Okay, maybe. Jim describes bad movies. But. Uh, maybe. That, that's actually a really good idea. So, Chan, Channing Tatum is like a human spliced with wolf DNA, and he's like sniffing people and shit. And he, and he has these boots that yes. make him fly or glide he has around. Anti-gravity boots. <laughs> um, <laughs> Classic. <laughs> so good. 
so the one I want to mention one other thing, and then we can get into because I think we should mention franchise villains and maybe talk about why they suck, like recent yeah. ones. But a filmmaker, recent filmmaker to me, who always has great villains, but who is really heavily influenced by old old movies, is Guillermo del Toro. Who loves like Universal monster movies and shit like that? And he has right. the the Colonel or the Captain in Pan's Pan Labyrinth. He's a good villain, yeah. Um, uh, the bad guy. You know, I don't know if you guys have seen The Devil's Backbone. No. But the bad character in that is basically like another version of the guy from mm-hmm. Pan's Labyrinth. And then you have the Jessica Chastain in Crimson Peak, who's like this very evil, like manipulative, murderous. And then in Shape of Water, the the fish dude. No, no, Michael Shannon. He's not the villain. Yeah, Michael Shannon. <laughs> the fish dude. Jim <laughs> just hates the fish dude. The fish dude. I mean, I, I understand he's why. He's a monster. Jim's <laughs> like, fuck that fish dude. He's a monster. He's like, I hate it. it. He's different. He's Kill like it. Buster Pluth. I'm a monster. <laughs> uh, but th- to me, those villains harken back to like classic, like truly evil, like remorseless movie mm. villains of the days of yore. So. I Kylo Ren. Boo! Blows. When you he start blows. mentioning Boo. Star Wars, he like, blows. Rogue One is the best Star Wars movie. I'm not gonna fight you. All right. I'm not gonna see you. Or see it. You haven't seen Rogue One? No. Dude, it's awesome. I've seen the original three Star Wars. I've seen like half of one of the new ones. The from Force like Awakens. 10 years ago, it, and that's so it. I would go so far as to say that the Force Awakens is a terrible. I would say most people would agree with you. Um, I don't care about it one way or the other. But when I saw it, I enjoyed it. Because it's like, oh, Star Wars is back, whatever. And then as soon as I started thinking about it, I was like, this movie fucking blows. (laughs) I mean, everybody's... Because when it came out, everyone was pumped about it. So everybody had a good time in the theater. And then if you try to watch it again at home, it's just like, I don't even want to keep watching this movie anymore. Yeah, it's horrible. I'm just going to turn it off. Um, So, but Kylo Ren is just like... And to me, Kylo Ren is really... He's like, he embodies what's wrong with villains in that it's in trying to give him like a a logic for why he's a villain they just make him this like petulant whiny emo teenager like michael b jordan and black panther (laughs) (laughs) you know i mean like there's no like like a villain has like fucking wrath right and kylo ren has like pissiness like yeah, he's cranky exactly. like, like he's, he's not just, evil yeah. he's just an emo team. he's a whiner just needs a spanking so I mean the Mar- who are the Marvel villains it's Thanos Thanos so <coughs> Red the Skull the recent one he, uh, he's in the Captain America movies yeah who is what was his name though like Captain Doom or something <laughs> Red Skull oh that was it That's are you talking name? about well there is Doctor a, there Doom. is Doctor Doom but he hasn't been in the movies no yet, somebody he's no, been yeah. in the F- F- Fantastic Four movies Oh, yeah. Oh, I forgot about it. But those are Fox. They're so forgettable because they're so bad. Um, it's also it's also hard to have a good Toby villain Kebble guy if it's a played. bad movie. Did he really? Yeah, in the new one, in the, the Josh Trank Fantastic yeah. Four. <laughs> but like, All I can think about when I think about that movie is, this is really off topic and I apologize, but did you ever read that thing about how like they had rented a house for him? And yeah, his, 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 like, his 15 dogs straight kind of, dogs were like chewing the house to pieces. It costs $100,000 in damage. <laughs> To his, like his, his his Airbnb McMansion. Um, so too funny. Uh, Hydra is not. It's like a criminal organization, right? Uh-huh. But so on the topic of criminal organizations, uh, I wait don't a think second. Wait, wait, wait. Bond. Okay, okay, go ahead. I want to stay on Marvel for a second because yeah. actually, one villain. It's not. It's totally not a villain in the Marvel universe. But like the last one, where I was like, I really like this bad guy, and like just the the way the bad guy was, like, fit into the plot narrative of the movie was Captain America's Civil War, which came out, I think, early 2016, I want to say. Yeah, it's recent. Like, March or something. And so the the bad guy, I mean, the subtitle of the movie is Civil War, so it's Iron Man versus Captain America. Like, they're feuding the whole movie. But, like, the subplot that sort of drives them in a negative direction is Daniel Bruhl. Like, his character is sort of he plays cars behind the scenes and pits them against each other unbeknownst to them at the time. Like, they sort of figure out his, his behind-the-scenes plot late in the movie. But like, Mickey Lauda? Yeah. It like, and I really like that, too, because like in a lot of the superhero movies, the villain is always someone who wants to like, destroy the world, conquer it, control this, and his, his mission is so much smaller. He just right. wants them to fight each other so they feel 
his loss that he felt. I, I think in in the current like the the Robert Downey Robert Downey Jr. Uh, era of those Marvel superheroes, that one is like one of my favorites out of that whole. From Iron Man 1 to Inven- Avengers Endgame, I think Civil War is like one of the bright stars out of that whole entire group. Who's the I don't, who's the villain in the first Iron Man movie? I don't even remember. Uh, Jeff Bridges. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> and then... We don't remember the name, but the actor... Yeah. He Well, he's good because he's Jeff Bridges, but... Yeah. Um, and it, then Mickey Rourke, right? It's like yeah, the Russian Iron Man two. prison whip guy. Yeah. <laughs> I love that movie. <laughs> And I know it's not he a whips film, the F1 cars in half in, in the Monaco race. <laughs> yes. But uh, with, to do with Marvel, I do think the the Daredevil show, uh, the Kingpin, is actually really good. I really. Oh like yeah, but that's really, a TV. But that's show. a TV show. Yeah. yeah. Um, I can't even get through the long. pilot. I've tried to watch the pilot like six times. I actually liked that show. I like, despite my best intentions, I really liked that show. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, although there's there's a. Well, I don't want to spoil it for you. There's a subplot in one of the seasons where I'm like. It's never resolved, but it's like a major subplot. Like, it won't wait, be now because it got canceled. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, and I'll play the heel. I'll play the villain on this one. But I really don't like Daniel Craig as James Bond, and I think Casino Royale is the only good James Bond movie that he's in. I like Skyfall. And like I don't hate but what, Skyfall. But who's the villain? But Skyfall to me is just like a remake of Goldeneye. It's the same movie. It's like a disgruntled agent. I never saw who attacks Pierce the ones. but. So the villain in Skyfall is Javier Bardem. Yeah, yeah. And he's great in that movie, but I don't think that villain is that interesting. I don't, I don't think villain, it's believable like, at all. So no, it's ludicrous. Yeah. And um, <laughs> no, I don't I'm really think any of these villains. <laughs> I don't even remember who the villain is in the Quantum of. Oh, it's that the guy who plays in the Diamond Bell and the Butterfly. But like, who is he even? In Quantum he, of Solace. He's the guy that runs like. Is it Spectre. Like a Blackwater type company and they essentially like trick the incoming president of Bolivia into signing all these land rights that have like the water flow underground so it's like they they essentially instigate a coup and sign a deal with the new incoming administration that they put in power that like we get the water rights to your entire fucking country so we're gonna make trillions off of it and you've already signed the paper so you don't have a choice it's like it was just a poorly written villain it's just a bad movie and then that actor was like so not intimidating he's like the shortest man in the world (laughs) right and he has like these big stupid beady eyes and like a weird but he's in I've seen him as like the lead in dramas and he's he's great right he's not he's like he's a good actor like he's just that was such weird stupid poor casting for a villain especially like sandwiched in between uh Michael Madsen or uh, uh, Mars Mickelson or what? Mads Mickelson. Mads Mickelson. So, yeah, like, so I think he's he's decent. I don't think he's like an amazing villain, but I don't think he's trash. You're talking about, so you're talking about Casino Royale, but I'm talking about yeah. like you, you look at the caliber of that villain right. between then, Casino Royale, then Quantum of Solace, yeah. and then Skyfall. It's like obviously there was the dip yeah. in the middle, right? <laughs> well, and but it dips again because even though Christoph Waltz plays Blofeld and Spectre, yeah. Character is fucking horrible. It's like a horrible character. Well, the Spectre in general's crap it's movie. Just one of the worst well, movies ever. You had, and you mentioning like being a really unintimidating short villain. Um, I think if written right and played right, someone who is doesn't fit the mold of, of a villain could be really good. And it got me thinking about a movie that a lot of people probably haven't seen, which is Hannah. Um, which oh was, yeah, think, mid mid two thousands, yeah. But so Isaac's is this guy who's he's not the the main villain, but he's the guy who's chasing Hannah around. That actor is five four, but you it, he's intimidating because he's also really freaky. He plays the, the the crappy Weasley villain in the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that, in like, this the movie, East India Trading Company. But guy. in this movie, oh, he's yeah, really he's good about, because. Yeah. He, He's like this constant threat who's just like always after. Like that anywhere she goes, four. he's short. Yes, yeah, he's he a little is. dude. Is he? Yeah. Anyway, like on the subject of Hannah, like I cannot recommend that movie enough. I, like awesome. that was like is one of the most 2011. Yeah, the most underrated movies that's come out in a while. Um. So. Can we shift gears and oh boy. and talk about? really horrible villains in, like, really recent, like, really big movies, like Jurassic World 2, Fallen Kingdom, and the villain in that movie. I haven't seen that movie. Go for it. Okay, so, uh, let me look up this guy's name. He had a really good, like, little side role in The Big Short. The actor's name is Rafe Spall. Yeah, he's Timothy Spall's son, right? I, I don't know. Yeah. Um... 
Anyway, so in Jurassic World, his character is like the unofficial heir to the billionaire uh, engine thing in the Jurassic Park movies. Like what the the old guy from the first movie, Richard Attenborough. Yeah, yeah. Um, Raceball's villain role in Jurassic World is essentially he's like a corporate. He's like the ugly stepchild of the corporate or the corporation that runs Jurassic Park, like the engine corporation, right? And he has like these, like the, the island is like burning to the ground and they have to save all these dinosaurs because like they're species and they have rights, right? Like that's part of the plot in the movie. <laughs> so like all these animal rights people like sort of force like the PR hand and like we can't let these, you know, like these majestic beasts like burn alive, you know, and like be lost again forever. So we have to save them. So like in the in the chaos of them trying to like rescue all these dinosaurs from like a volcanic island that's like exploding, um, this guy like tries to like swoop in and create this like little side project where he's gonna auction off the dinosaurs to like no. to like <laughs> Russian mobsters like to the highest bidder like Did literally literally in an auction like dungeon room right where they're like they're wheeling these dinosaurs through in cages. It's the most absurd like what stupid universe does this exist like this alternate universe that exists but next to ours like, like that universe should just like it's just terrible it's just terrible like and he's like this just this like you know middle 30s guy like running this entire like evil empire of like dinosaur sales <laughs> in the black market I didn't know there was a big market for dinosaur all he, sales all he does when stuff goes wrong is he just like screams at his assistant with like an assistant has an iPad like tracking all the dinosaur like bids yeah, you know like how many millions powerful. he's making and he's just like spitting mad screaming at his his aide. <laughs> I just love all, I love these movies where they're like controlling satellites and like dealing with these like huge systems with like a shitty fucking iPad. It's like, yeah, let me hack the NSA with my iPad. Um so just a couple more just to clear the table with this crap. I so I think that Voldemort is a good villain, but the Harry Potter books started coming out in like nineteen ninety seven. I've and never really seen a single Harry Potter movie. Like, yeah, me neither. I feel like they kind of stand alone. Um and then uh, it was funny because I was looking at lists preparing for this, and a lot of them mentioned Voldemort, um, obviously because he's been in a bunch of movies. But then another list didn't mention him, but it mentioned some fat white woman from those Umbridge, movies, Dolores Umbridge. Yeah, and they're like, <laughs> they're they're like she's by far nastier, and I'm like, no, all right, she's not at all. Yeah, um, that's what I figured. So she's she's like she annoys you more because yeah. that's the kind of character she is, but. He falls to like kill everyone. Yeah. <laughs> this this goes like she's so mean and nasty and privileged. I'm like just some big lady eating pie. <laughs> so uh, I mean, we have to mention Heath Ledger's Joker. Yeah. But the thing about the Joker is he's not a modern. He's been around for a long character. time. Well, he's modern in the you know the purest. And even if you're term, talking about just like, film, right? It's there's the version of him in the eighties. The sixties. That was a TV show. The Adam. No, West. there's a movie. Oh, there's a movie. Adam West oh, wow. movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I mean, obviously, Heath Ledger does an amazing job in that movie. Yeah. But it's like I don't like think of that. But as can like you a, like because the Joker is always going to exist, right? And he's always like Darth Vader villain. dies, right? Like Darth Vader was born, he lived, and then he's. He died, yeah. right? So, like, whatever, like, in the universe of Star Wars now, whatever, like, we'll scenes with... spinoffs, yeah. Whatever, whatever Darth Vader exists in, like, all these other future movies, like, are... It's Darth Vader when he was still alive. Like, but the Joker is, like, because of the nature of that, like, Batman universe, I kind of envision that as, like, sort of like a Batman. Like, a Batman is the symbol and, like, a human body... The human body that occupies the Batman suit can change... But Batman is a thing that's going to exist forever, just like the Joker is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, like, if the villain can is never going to go away, then, like, is that the, sort of the same class of like the things that we're talking about? Regina and right? that actually brings up one of the <laughs> one of the points I had about uh, nowadays why, like, back then why villains were so good, and nowadays they're not, is because of the nature of a lot of the films coming out now, and especially in these comic book movies. They're not making one movie, right? They're building a world where they can do three, four, five sequels. They can do spinoffs. And to do that, you need your heroes to be important. You need your heroes to live on. So your villain who you know naturally usually dies at the end of a movie isn't the most important part, right? So you're just not going to focus on them as much because you don't really care. You have all these other heroes that need to carry your, your projects on. And your villain is kind of like thought like a side thought right versus all these other films where that's not the case and your villain gets pretty much the same screen time as your heroes but like unless we're talking about like magneto in in x-men all these other villains just aren't 
they're not on screen that much. Like we mentioned in Morton Joe, who's the, basically the only villain in the movie, and he's on screen for like 20 minutes. Well, there's that other disgusting guy with the bullet farmer, dude. Yeah, but he, he's on screen even less. He's yeah. on screen for like five minutes, and there's a guy with the nipple piercings for some reason. For some reason. Yeah. I think we know the reason. <laughs> so, um, 90s villains. Got some pretty good ones. Ed Harris and The Rock. <laughs> Wait, what's his character's name? Do we know? Uh, General Hummel. <laughs> yeah. Is it? Francis X. Hummel. And Cyrus the Virus? Is that? Cyrus the Day yeah. Virus. Con Air. Um, well, I've mean, killed more people than cancer. The T-1000. T-1000 is really good. Right? So I have... 90s was a heyday, man. Oh, yeah. I have, uh, obviously, Hannibal Lecter. Yeah. Agent uh-huh. Smith is 90s. But, uh, yep. but other than Hannibal Lecter in that movie, I think Buffalo Bill is a really good villain. Um, and yeah. he's obviously overshadowed by Hannibal Lecter. Well, he but he's live. a great comedic villain. Yeah, yeah. But he's he's, he's not he's so a memorable. villain, though. He's, a, he's just a weirdo. He's a serial killer. Yeah, but like that movie, the villain he's is... He's more the, the villain, villain is than Hannibal, Hannibal Lecter. No oh, way. fuck me. Because in that movie, Hannibal what? Lecter... <laughs> act- in, in that movie, Hannibal Lecter actively helps catch the villain. Buffalo Bill is the just, villain of the first movie. The reason I don't think of Buffalo yeah, Bill is a you're villain. Getting, like the semantics to like an a, funny absurd to level. Um, I just really like that character because he cracks me up. <laughs> yeah. It puts the lotion in the basket. It's so awesome. Have you Does seen what that, it's told. Have you seen that <laughs> meme of Piglet? No. <laughs> it's like, Winnie the Pooh is like lowering something to Piglet. <laughs> and it's got like a it's like lotion in a basket. <laughs> No. Um, a, a good anyway, <laughs> that's a little bit off topic, but I mean, so I'm not a, a, a big Disney fan, but Scar is a pretty awesome villain. Yeah. Or the Lion King. I got a Max Cady from Cape Fear. The remake was in the '90s. Oh yeah. Uh, John Doe Seven. I was just gonna say, what about Seven? And yeah. Kaiser Sose. Yeah. Kevin Spacey. What about uh, Annie Wilkes from Misery? Yeah, that's 1990. Right? But she's a really good villain. Ideas. Because she's a very clear villain, and she's yeah, she's also like very attractive. So it's like a, mm-hmm. it's like a what do you call it? It throws you off the scent. It throws you off the scent because like <laughs> while you feel bad for James Caan and his situation, you kind of wish you were in it. Exactly. I want mm-hmm. Kathy. What Bates about Jenny from Forrest Gump? <laughs> Jenny, <laughs> Lieutenant Someone, Dan. Who's, right? the, who's the real villain of that movie? It's probably Forrest Gump. I don't know. Is it? Yeah, probably. It's Robert Zemeckis for doing it's like a Daniel Plainview type situation. Yeah. <laughs> Caster Troy. I have to bring that up because I love Face Off. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, Cal from Titanic. <laughs> Great villain. Billy Zane. Billy Zane! He played the Phantom, remember? Yeah, right hell after yeah. Titanic. And we watch a lot of these like action movies with like Seagal and Van Damme, so we could list a bunch of villains from those movies. Well, but I'm sure most we're going chronologically, agree. so we have, we'll get well, into the Well, that's what I'm saying, 80s, 90s, like Hard Target. Lance what about um, no, uh, Billy from Commando? The yeah, guy with what the is chainmail vest? Yeah, that's eighty five though. Yeah, what? That's eighty five. Commando is eighty five. Yep. Yeah, it's one of the Schwarzenegger's big first films. Uh-huh. I thought it was like ninety one. No, it's eighty five. We'll come back to it in the eighties. What about uh, <laughs> Harry and Harry and Marv Home Alone? Is that their names? Yeah, that's eighties too. No, that's nineteen ninety. Is it? Yeah, that was eighty eight. Nope. Oh, unbelievable. unbelievable. What Fatty about can't get his dates right? Warden Norton is that the guy's name? Oh yeah, Shawshank. Yeah, yeah. He's good. Him or. Uh, or uh, the guard, Clancy Brown. He's good in it as well. Yeah, but then he... Becomes a little bitch. He has, like, weak spots, though, for Andy Dufresne, right? He got a beer. He, like, he beat up the dude that was raping him. Yeah, but he is a villain as in that does. movie. Like, a lot of these... Right, but I mean, like, I'm saying he, he, like, he's less of a villain than the warden. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. So, like, there's, like, in the Shawshank world, like... It, in the Shawshank world, he's definitely... It's like, that, that's the same, villain. like, it's the same conversation we're having about, like, Hannibal Lecter versus Buffalo Bill. It's like, you, there's, like, a villain, and there's, like... The henchman, right? Yeah. It will, like, henchmen in varying capacities, like, yeah. in those movies, they can have nothing to do with each other, but there's, like, the weirdo henchman that's got, like, the quirk that's, like... Totally whacked out of reality, but like you know, there's somebody that exists like that yeah. somewhere in the real world, mm-hmm. right? Uh, finger uh, pointing at Mike right now. And, uh, <laughs> I have Catherine Trammell from I don't have a very memorable name, but from Basic Instinct, Ooh, she's the Sharon Stone character. Yeah. I love that movie. It's a good one. Hell yeah, mm-hmm. Mr. Blonde. Is he There's a villain? What about the Arachnid <laughs> from, from Arachnid. Starship Troopers? Uh, Starship Troopers. <laughs> Is that a villain? 
Yeah, I mean, I guess. The high brain thing. What is yeah. that thing called? The, the brain one? Yeah. The, I, that Neil Patrick Harris yeah. kills at the end or whatever? The brain. Yeah. 90s had a lot of good ones. Agent, I would put Agent 006 on there, too, just because I love James Bond movies. And I love but, like, just look at this... <laughs> Random list that we just mentioned. Yeah, versus, these are all versus, mostly off the top of our head. Yeah, versus like the the memorable villains from like now. It's like not even close. Well, and it's also There's like no these are like when you when you talk about like Caster Troy from Face Off or whatever. These are just like a scar from the Lion King. These are just like mainstream movie villains. Like yeah. Bill the Butcher is fucking the greatest actor of all time in a Martin Scorsese movie. Right. Like the caliber that it takes to make a great villain now versus yeah. like these are all just run-of-the-mill villains. Yeah, right. Uh, should we do the 80s? Let's do the 80s. I got some good ones there. All right, well, so the dude from Commando <laughs> first up. Mike? Dude from Commando, yes. Well, I mean Darth Vader, obviously. Darth right? Vader. Yeah. So I have uh, Sergeant Barnes from platoon yeah that's a good one uh i have roy batty from from blade runner although that one you can argue is yeah he's like, clearly in opposition but like him, but he like, wants to like, live Ooh. Really. so it's like i got a good one Uh-oh. Oh, about boy. gordon gecko oh yeah he's on my list oh yeah yep, hell yeah Dang. Oh, i forgot one from the 90s i had stansfield what about predator the this Predator, the one, right the xenomorphs yeah. from aliens or villains yeah so, jason uh, Voorhees, freddy krueger all the slasher ones you can mention. I have a good one that me and Will like a lot. Clarence Boddicker. Yeah. From uh, RoboCop. Bitches Cop. Leave. Bitches Leave. <laughs> and then, He's a uh, great villain. <laughs> one of my favorite villains from the 80s would is probably Frank Booth from uh, Blue Velvet. Oh, yeah. He's uh-huh. so Heineken, weird. fuck that shit. He's Patch so, Blue Ribbon. He's so creepy, too. <laughs> what? Seen that no, movie? I have not. Wait, you haven't seen this movie? No. Blue Velvet There's is amazing. There's a whole scene where he's like on this breathing apparatus thing. He he's snorts like, like. Telling someone to call him yeah, daddy. Shit. And he's like, yeah, daddy likes that. Like, what? It's, it's uh, a. <laughs> God. There's a scene where Dennis Hopper's like, what do you drink? And the guy goes, Heineken. And he goes, Heineken? Fuck that shit! Babs Blue Ribbon! (laughs) What? It's a David Lynch movie. It's a David Lynch movie. It's insane. He's he's like huffing, like, I don't know what he's huffing. I can't remember off the top of my head. He's just like, he's a great, great villain. And very creepy. Because he's just so deranged. Yeah, very deranged. You should definitely check it out. Uh, so I have on my list just the name James Spader because he's <laughs> he's a villain in so many of those eighties so like many. teen movies, right? <laughs> like he in the what's the Robert Downey Jr. movie? Outsiders. Less than zero or whatever. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He the, he's the villain in that. And he's the villain in one of the John Hughes movies and like <laughs> just James Spader. I have Jack Torrance from The Shining. Oh, so he's Maybe. on my list of that's that one I want to argue. Not, yeah, because he's the protagonist think, in that movie. But I think he becomes the villain. The overlook like, at is the, the end, villain, right? The overlook is the villain, and it's personified through Jack. Through Jack in the in the end, especially when he starts trying to kill him. But 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 but, but. the nineteen twenty photograph on the wall. Yeah, is Jack Torrance, which doesn't make a lot so of sense he, to me. Well, isn't there a whole movie interpreting The Shining? Probably. Yeah, Room Two Thirty Seven. Yeah, yeah. the documentary. Oh, so also so one I forgot from the nineties is Tommy. Just gonna, like, Tommy DeVito from uh, Goodfellas. Well, he's another one where it's like he's not. That's nineteen ninety one. But yeah, he's their. He's not. Oh. He's not the villain because he's their friend. Yeah, but he's still a, be a but villain. He's also he's not. Like he's he's a lunatic, yeah. right? But he's not like. You know, and I know I keep coming back to Darth Vader, but what's another example? Like Predator. It's like this alien that's there just to kill everyone. Well, okay, on Jaws. that note, with uh, those or Scorsese gangster movies, hold on. But I don't know. I don't like his Joe. Is that character a villain? I don't think he is. Well, is Nicky Santoro the villain of Casino? Which character is that? Joe Pesci. Joe Pesci. Oh, okay. Because you're talking about Joe Pesci and Goodfellas, yeah. Right? right. Yeah. But he's so. like Robert De Niro's best friend. Yeah. Right? And he does For bad a while, stuff. But then, yeah. mo- but then he both. becomes a villain because he tries to kill him and fucks his wife and does some other shit. It, it's, but that's in Casino, right? It's tough because... Yeah. In, in Goodfellas, yeah. they're, they're friends until the end, right? Yeah. And it's tough. Yeah, I guess it's tough yeah. because the, both those movies deal with the mafia so much and I'm like, they can all basically be villains, right? They are all murderers, basically. Well, but, but, yeah, but in Casino, you never really see Robert De Niro doing anything bad. But yeah. what, I guess the, the issue is that if you're, if you're defining a villain from the perspective of someone who's just watching movies, 
then you could say that anyone's a villain if they're yeah. bad. But yeah. if you're defining villain from the perspective of someone who is sitting down <clears throat> to like write or direct a movie and you have to know the role of every character, yeah. I don't think Joe Pesci is a villain. In which movie? In Goodfellas. What about in Casino? I honestly don't remember him in... I think like, Casino, I like Casino a lot better than Goodfellas. They kill him in great. the desert, right? I in think I've only seen do. Casino like once. Really? Yeah. That's a, that's a really, really good movie. I didn't dislike Anyways. it, but... It's great. So, but on the topic of people who may or may not be Tom villains... Montana, right? Well, so one that comes up a lot for me, because um, I was looking at other lists, right? Mm-hmm. Is Ray Fiennes in Schindler's List, who's obviously a villain, but he's like a real... He's not a movie villain. He's like a guy who actually ran a concentration camp. Yeah, but this is what we were just talking about. So, like, what are we defining the villain as? Like... Like, he is the... He's the villain of that movie, but I feel like it's... To say that he's a great movie villain... Yeah, I wouldn't kind say... kind of crass. I wouldn't say he's a I great... I agree with that. Yeah. I wouldn't say he's a great movie villain. He is definitely a villain, but like he's like one of the most horrible people. Yeah, in the 20th like, century, like right? a lot of these characters yeah. that Can we you compare yeah. him to Darth Vader. Like, like a lot of these characters we mentioned that we like, it's because it's completely fictional versus that's a real person. And it's like, yeah. So Travis Bickle, I mean, is he a villain? Like, I wouldn't I say he's I a villain. He's he a hero. He saved the little taxi prostitute. driver. Um, I saw Beetlejuice on one list, and I was like, what? Well, I've never seen that, and villain. I never will. He's so. not a, but he's not. He's not a Beetle. First of all, he's the best thing about that. Movie. Well, definitely, he's the only thing worth watching uh, in that movie. You could cut out the first thirty minutes, but Terminator from '84 yep. is a good villain. Um, I have a bunch in the '70s I as well. Drago. Well, let's finish out the '80s. Hold on, Biff Tannen. Hell yeah! Uh, Maybe the villain. <laughs> Even Hans more so Gruber. than Regina George. Hans uh, Gruber. Falsa Doom is that? Uh, Alex, James Earl Jones from Conan the Barbarian. Alex, For- <laughs> Alex Forrest from uh, Fatal Attraction. What about that John guy? John Lawrence from The Karate Kid. What about the the henchman guy from uh, Roadhouse? I used to fuck guys like you in prison. Yes. Uh, what about him and his boss? <laughs> He's probably the top yes. villain. Those are like oh. that's on the list of the shittiest villains. Like the most cliche. That's Lord on the list of one of like the, the big greatest, white cowboy head. One of the greatest lines in. Cinema history. Wait, right, what about the villain in that movie? Like the big rich, hell the yeah, big, rich, you know, amazing, like the yeah. boss hog guy. Yeah. The boss hog guy. I think that's what his name was, or something like that. Dude, Lord Humongous. What do you think, Mike? Lord Humongous. Yeah, from Mad Max. He's fun. I wouldn't say he's Yellow a great Tor. villain. I know it's not a movie, but what about Rain Man? <laughs> Rain Man. This is um, the eighties. No. So, but, Tom Cruise would be the villain in that. Movie. Ooh, the Alien Queen from Aliens. Yeah, well, I said the Xenomorphs, yeah, yeah, but, like, so, uh, yeah, I mean, and there's, obviously, we could go into the 70s, Yeah, right? We could keep going back in time, but, I mean, I I think great, some great villains are, well, are they villains, though, I guess, maybe, but, like, Dracula from 1931, and, like, those old monster movies were, like, the -the over-the-top. Yeah. Yeah, sure. So, one I like (laughs) a lot (laughs) is, uh, Harry Powell from, uh... Night of the Hunter, I think it's oh, called. Oh, yep. Uh-huh. Uh, in the 50s. Reverend Henry Re- Powell, right? Uh, it's played by Robert Mitchum, and, and he's clearly a villain because he's basically like chasing these kids because they know where like some money is. Uh, and he's just this like preacher. He like, impersonates a preacher, but he's just like a, like a serial killer who kills like kids. And uh, he's really intimidating that. And then Michael Myers. Michael Myers. Too Michael. obvious. Um, one that I like a lot is, I've, I would say, Frank from Once Upon a Time in the West is a very, very good villain. And uh, it's a Western movie, obviously, by Sergio Leone. And that's, he's a really cool villain because it's played by, is it Henry, I think it's Henry Fonda, right? Mm-hmm. Henry Fonda, who never played villain roles, played that role. And he did a really good job. Well, and there's Angel Eyes, right? And Angel Eyes was also on my list. How nine thousand? Is he a villain? Know, it's just a machine. The computer. Yeah, because we said Terminator is a villain, right? And then I have you know Alex DeLarge and Michael Corleone. Well, man, it's Alex DeLarge a villain though. Yeah, and Colonel thing. Kurtz from. I don't think Michael Corleone is a villain. Yeah, and uh, Colonel Kurtz from uh, Apocalypse Now. Yeah, I don't. Is so, he a villain? Those are the ones where we can argue like, are they villain? Aren't they villain? Um, There's Jay. Who's the guy from Norman Bates? JJ Hunsaker is that his name from that film noir movie about the evil newspaper guy? Sweet smell of success. You know what I'm talking about? 
No. Yeah. Jim's like, no, I hate this conversation. <laughs> but, uh, but like, I, I think the whole point is that well, we're getting I mean, it. Look at all these villains that we mentioned, and all like we get excited, and it's fun to talk about them, and they're fun. And then the new villains, you know, Kylo Ren and like that fuckboy trying to sell dinosaurs. It's like. F- it doesn't compare. No, wait, okay, so wait, wait. This is this is what I wanted to follow up with. Like, why do you think that is nowadays? Like we were like yeah, like twenty so, minutes ago or something, you mentioned I'm like turn the page. Yep. It, what the caliber it takes now is for someone like Daniel Day Lewis to play a role like Bill the Butcher in right. Gangs of New York to have like a really great, iconic, memorable villain. So like what's the deal? Like well, one of why the, is it tapering well, off? Well, I mentioned one of the reasons is like how they're, you know, making these movies into franchises all these other movies we mentioned are pretty much one but i think that the franchise thing i don't know jim you made this point or if i just conjured this out of thin air and i thought that you made this point but the if you look at so i went and did some research Mm -hmm. at the the years in (laughs) which shown us a notebook we all have notebooks (laughs) the years in which each studio was overtaken by mergers and acquisitions and giant corporations and stuff like that yeah it's all about 1990 which is when villains start to get a little bit worse and pushing towards now where they're just complete trash, yeah. right? And this idea that pure villainy is not good for the image of a corporation. True. And that if a movie studio is no longer just a movie studio, but a subsidy of a multinational corporation, yeah, then it has to present some kind of... Like, you don't want... This reverend, this guy is a person who's a child yeah. killer yeah. Right. in your movie. Yeah. Right? I also feel like, it, I mean, it may be wrong, but I feel like really big name actors don't want to be villains anymore versus back in the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, they almost prefer to be the villain because it's the more fun role, right? You get to like do more entertaining stuff, you get mm-hmm. to be crazier. Versus now, everybody wants to be the hero because well, they know they'll have like three. Contract, yeah, exactly. they'll have like three movie yeah. contract and they'll make all the money. Yeah, but then like so, kind of what you were just talking about, Will, like how the, like these corporate takeovers and everything. When we were texting about this episode this morning, I made a joke about like so we we're talking about discussing whether we should include like Thanos or Thanos, where how the hell you say his name, who's the villain in like a hundred Marvel movies now or whatever it is. You know, or like one. he's he's like well, a couple, yeah. I mean, he's been like he's like in four of them. Yep, now, he right? makes appearances With, in a few. Yeah, right. And he's like in that universe. He's like the overarching villain. So it's like you're going through like these cycles of these movies, and it's the same villain across multiple platforms. And I made it like a stupid joke, like, oh, it's a corollary for like how big corporate, like, there's five corporations that run the entire world, right? Like Thanos is one of the five bad guys that you know terrorize the universe, right? Like they each have their own sectors, and they're just responsible for that. Mm-hmm. Like, so if it's whole thing, like the, the movie industry, which like any idiot could point out, like as a whole is trending towards like these multi-film franchises and stuff. Like that was absolutely the trend for like a solid eight years. But now you're seeing stuff like the Sicario movies, which are studio movies at like a lower, like more mid-range budget level. So is it like, are, are they making concessions? Like, well, we'll have Josh Brolin come and play Thanos and give him like a 15 picture deal because we're going to make a thousand <laughs> Avengers movies, right? Well, but then what's interesting about Sicario is that there is no villain in that movie. Really? Right? Yeah, not really. There's not like a single person who... Well, no, that, I mean, uh, yeah. no, there's, for that specifically, no, that's off topic of what yeah. we're talking about, like, why do villains suck so much nowadays and how come there's not as many good ones? Because, like, are there... There's less movies getting made with unique villains because of stupid things like Avengers that everyone bitches about. All they make are superhero movies nowadays, but all people go to pay money to see our superhero movies. And so, well, so, and the point that I thought of that I think ties directly into all of these points is if you look at the way that, so I, my, I went to film school for screenwriting and I have a lot of gripes with screenwriting. And um, (laughs) if you look at the way that screenwriting is taught and and the the way that I was taught screenwriting by the, like the kind of program that our school used is something that goes back to, I, I would think, about the 80s, right? Which is around when you think that the people who are writing the movies now, right? They came up. Came up it. through this yeah. system, right? And it's that, you know, you it's a focus on concept, sequence structure, and essentially like the hero. Yeah. They say main character, but they mean the hero. Right. Yeah. So, but if you if you listen to like... You know, and I'm. I think we are all far from being like 
you know, diehard Star Wars fans. I was a big Star Wars fan as a kid, but if you listen to George Lucas talk about the Star Wars movies, or if you listen to someone like Steven Spielberg even talk about movies, they're talking about people and their relationships to one another. Yeah. And if you look at Star Wars, it really is about, it's like the father and the son, and the brother and the sister, and like it's, the whole layout of the universe is built around how these people are related to each other. It's all centered on the character. Right. Whereas in the Marvel movies... It's it's not, it's built around I, and, the idea that it's a franchise, basically. <laughs> right, but it's not like this organic. That, yeah. Going on that, I feel like, like the way with especially with these deals and on these multiple movies, it's like they they come up with these heroes or these main characters, and then they're like, "What are these heroes going to stop? Right? What problem are they going to fix? Who are they going to stop?" Right. Versus, I feel back in the back in the day, you would come up with something bad or some event that a bad guy is doing and then you'd be like all right who can stop him right, right? So, so you're doing well, it and that's interesting in like too because kind of fashion, because yeah. we are very explicitly taught in this system of screenwriting that the protagonist must be the most active character in the film so what that means is basically the protagonist is always the one who goes out and takes the action right yeah whereas if you look at uh, like for instance all the sean connery james bond movies he is reacting to the villain's plot Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So if if the protagonist has to be the most active character, his action or her, as the case may be, um, it has to be the primary thing. Yeah. Whereas if you look at movies with great villains, a lot of times, like in Star Wars, right, like Darth Vader and the Emperor are in control of everything, and so these other people are reacting to them with their revolution or whatever. Yeah. Um, and that, I mean, and you're talking too about characters solving problems, right? And like something I find to be really interesting about the sequence approach to screenwriting is that the professors or the studio people, whoever, they tell you that the character is the most important thing, right? And that all the actions of the character must flow organically from who that person is. But the organic actions of a human being do not fit into a sequence structure. So really what they're telling you is create a sequence structure and then reverse engineer a character right. that you can fit into that. Yeah. yeah. And in that kind of paradigm, there's no room for like a character like Bill the Bill. Like Martin Scorsese famously ignores all the rules of screenwriting, right? right? Like you can't have a character like that in a movie like that. It just right. doesn't work. Yeah. And especially like, you know, we're talking about characters and creating problems and stuff. And a lot of movies now aren't written that way. The It's almost like a TV model where they create the world and then they populate it with characters to live in that world, where the world is the most important part. Like, the most important part of a Marvel movie is that it's set in the Marvel universe, mm-hmm. right? Because they're all supposed to be interconnected. And the, all the DC movies are supposed to be interconnected. Hell, even, like, all the Conjuring movies, <laughs> there's, like, spinoffs and stuff. That's well, all, they like, tried to, world. They tried to reboot the Universal Monster world, right? With, and uh, they would have succeeded if they didn't make such money. a shit movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they even hired, like, they hired Benicio Del Toro to be Frankenstein's monster. Yeah, Johnny Depp was going to be the Invisible Man, which I don't see at all, because the Invisible Man, have you guys seen the 30s of Invisible Man? Mm-mm. It is hysterical. Like, on purpose. It's, like, a really funny movie. Mm-hmm. Because um, it's about this guy who's invisible, and he goes to hide out in this like inn, and all the people are like, "Wait a minute, that guy's invisible!" <laughs> like, <laughs> no, like he's wearing bandages when he goes in, but like the staff of the inn very quickly discover that he's invisible, and they're like, "Wait, what the fuck's going on?" It's like it's really funny. And Claude Rains, you know, who's like the French military guy in Casablanca, yeah, he plays the Invisible Man. Really? Yeah, and it's just like this totally like over the top ridiculous character. <laughs> That movie's amazing, but I get like I can't see Johnny Depp in like any iteration. I'm yeah. sure they were gonna make it this like serious, like yeah. Also, it's weird to me if you're gonna have a character, the Invisible Man, who theoretically will be invisible most of the movie, just get some nobody Why and don't pay them. Depp? Why are you gonna pay Johnny Depp twenty five million dollars to well, just voice the character? And another thing that's interesting on this topic of you know villains, it's like ostensibly, you know, with the Invisible Man or. Frankenstein's monster is the main character in the movie, but actually the main thing monster. in all of these movies is going to be like Russell Crowe, right? And Tom Cruise as like the agency that polices monsters. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was like the connecting <laughs> tissue, right? Uh, yeah. Yes is, the answer, <laughs> yes is the answer to your question. But like, as you were describing that, I like, 
I had this Rolodex of images just flew through my head, like all the pitch meetings of like them <laughs> pitching like Paramount on this like whole, this is like a nine picture slate of like this whole universe, like Johnny Depp, Tom Cruise, like and fucking and Russell Crowe, Dr. Jekyll on the side, you know, and then like, and then and the then result was- the first movie and they're like, oh shit, The result was- Wait, isn't Russell Crowe Dr. Jekyll yeah, or Jekyll? Yeah, yeah, he is. Mm-hmm. And it like, that it's in the movie, The Mummy, because I watched it, it like that reveal is just so like you're watching that scene and he's like all struggling to control himself you know and like he breaks out and then he's like dr jekyll and you're like wait i thought this was a mummy like what (laughs) what the fuck is going on like why is why is dr jekyll here i mean and the thing is like you can shit all over the marvel movies if you want but like when you see people very badly trying to do what Marvel has done, you realize that, like, yeah. as cynical as you want to be about it, they're really good at doing that. Hell yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. Because you didn't even, like, when the first Iron Man movie came out, you know, the average person on the street didn't realize where we would be now. Right. Whereas when you see, you know, like that, or, like, like DC was so forced with the way they tried to get Batman there. Yeah. Like, yeah. So any with, with Jesse Eisenberg as the villain, he oh. is. Oh my god! So I watched that movie on like an overnight flight from Copenhagen to L.A., which is like a fourteen-hour flight or something. Yeah, and I can't sleep on airplanes, so I was just like delirious from being tired. And it was, I felt like I was high. I was so tired, and like I, I don't like it was like this psychedelic experience because that movie is so disjointed. Oh yeah, that I like actually kind of liked it. Because I, was like, <laughs> I don't get it. What's going on? But he was horrible. Yeah, he was so bad in that movie. So do we have a? Should we list a favorite movie villain? Is it worth it? That might be kind of tough. There's so many good ones. Can I give my hot take? Go for yeah. it. Of who I think might be like the ultimate movie villain in terms of Hollywood movies. Mr. Potter from It's a Wonderful Life. <laughs> he is like the ultimate villain. I guess. Because he's like a real, he, he's like someone you could actually encounter in real life who would make your life hell. Yeah. And, yeah. and, like and everything Gekko. that he does is totally plausible and like, but he's so evil. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, That's for me, take. Not, he's obviously not, I don't think he's my favorite villain, but my favorite film of all time is The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. So Angel Eyes is in there. Even though I think Frank from Once Upon a Time in the West is a better overall villain. Uh, what about the villain Villain as played by Jean-Claude Van Damme in The Expendables 2? Well, that's just a given, so I didn't want to bring it up because yeah. you can't just you know talk bad about that. Jim, tell us about your hot take about the Gruber brothers. Yeah, tell uh, us, do, Jim. Are we gonna, do we cut that part out or something? Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, just, just uh, why do you think he's a better villain than... I think... I don't know, just like, they took New York, right? Hans Gruber couldn't even take a fucking single building. You know what I'm talking about? Savage. Simon Peter Gruber took the entire city of New York, man, and he robbed fucking Fort Knox and got away with it. For a while, and then he got, yeah, he got a fucking some ugly chick and the helicopter shot him. <laughs> Towards the end of the movie. He's no, yeah, okay, shit. he got caught and killed, but he, he pulled off the heist. He robbed Fort Knox and... He terrorized John McClane and an entire, like, the biggest city in America. And his whole, like, gang of henchmen were, like, so much more, like, physically intimidating and just, like, overpowering than Hans Gruber here in the Nakatomi Plaza. You know what I'm saying? And plus, like, the whole, like, the operatic theme of, like, Jeremy Irons' character, like, Simon's Peter Gruber and, like, Every time they sort of like waltzed into the section of New York that they were going to take over, and they knew exactly how to do it, and then they did it. You know, like this shit's fucking awesome. Come on. What, was the villain in the second one also related to to them? No, remember no, it's no. the it's like the Fidel Castro guy. Oh, okay. Um, I've, a villain I forgot to mention who's really amazing is Simon Phoenix in Demolition Man. Oh my Wesley god! Oh Snipes. yeah, that's an awesome movie. Yes, I it love is. it, and he's amazing in that. Movie. Yeah. He's really fun. Yeah, so like that's the kind of villain you like because he's really fun. He's really charismatic. Um, he's real memorable. It's just like enjoyable, but you're not really worried about running into someone well, like that's, that in real life. That's another example of passive protagonist, yeah. right? Because Sylvester Stallone. Is because Simon Phoenix comes back, Sylvester Stallone is taken out. Right. He's the reaction and made, yeah. And then because Simon Phoenix knows how to do all this shit, Stallone has to like go get you know assistance from like the people who live like in the sewers and shit. Well, imagine like what move, what kind of movie would Speed be 
if the character there would be no speed if the protagonist had to be the most active character it would be about because there'd be no bomb it would be about <laughs> it would be about keanu reeves trying to find dennis hopper before he plants a bomb on the bus <laughs> it'd be about like an anonymous tip that came into the lapd tip line and like keanu reeves went out to investigate no, it wouldn't even be that it would be he goes and beats an informant and he gives him the information yeah. and then he goes to the apartment the, the guy who was importing the the bomb detonator. He wakes up one morning and he's like, you know what? Someone's trying to plant a bomb on a bus. I'm going to find out who. That's basically like every beginning of like every police procedure on TV. It's like, oh, there's a bomb in the city. Let's go gather some clues and find it before it blows up the city. And then they always do. Kind of like Die Hard with a Vengeance. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so I think outside of Simon Peter Gruber, I think my favorite villain has got to be Bill the Butcher. It's a good villain. Yeah, he's amazing. What about you? Oh, you said Mr. Well, Mr. Bojangles Potter from Potter? Mr. Bojangles from Potter. Mr. Potter! Oh. No, I mean, like, if I were to pick my life... I just... I watched It's a Wonderful Life recently, and I realized how good of a villain he is, because he's not... Like, everything that he does is totally plausible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We've seen people like that do those types of things and screw people over like that. Um... But I mean, you know, coming from the perspective of like when I was a kid and I like loved these like over the top villains, Darth Vader was like, he was my shit. Yeah. And that scene in in Rogue One. Ooh, buddy. Oh, 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 man. <laughs> Mike, you seriously gotta watch that movie. Yeah. It's awesome. I watch it. It's really good. Darth Vader just goes fucking ham. Oh my God. Like, I thought he would died in the third movie. Rogue One takes place between... Uh, it's a... F- it's or before, before a New the, Hope. Before right? A New yeah. Hope. So the first Star Wars ever in the 1977 uh-huh. one, Rogue One, it's like a chronological the, yeah. prequel to that movie. Uh-huh. It, like Rogue One ends as that movie starts. Like exactly. Like they overlap exactly. Um, uh, let's wrap up. Yeah, so I guess Darth Vader is what Daddy will say. But I mean, come on, Terminator too. Terminator is so good. Yeah, Although, but is Terminator... I like, like Terminator 2 more than the, the first you like Terminator. You like the T-1000. And the yeah. T-1000 is such yeah. a good... Well, Terminator is the villain in the first one. Robert Patrick. But Robert Patrick is such a good villain. And fun trivia for you, Robert Patrick's brother is Richard Patrick, who's the vocalist for Filter. Also, Robert Patrick is the villain in Die Hard 2. Oh, he is. He is. And he's he Johnny good... Cash's fat loser dead. <laughs> in the Joaquin <laughs> Phoenix movie. <laughs> I've never seen and never will see. He had a good run. I can't do it. <laughs> you really won't see that because I can't, dude. I can't watch him on screen. I hate it. So good. Are you going to see his Joker movie? No. <laughs> Directed by the director of The Hangover, right? <laughs> Part one, two, and three. It's already done. This is the danger zone. We were talking about villains. Let us know if you have favorite villains. Yeah, reply. Because you can comment right on SoundCloud. You can comment on the tube of you. You can comment on Facebook. Do it. I guarantee you we'll fight you back with words. Well, we'll definitely fight you back. And we'll be right. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. Yeah, See ya. Bye.